0: Yeah, I know we're we're kind of uh, kind of lucky here, and and we're in the banana belt, kind of in uh, St. Catharines. Yeah, I know. No, I know. Yes, Fort Erie, Ridgeway, Port Colburn. Yeah, we had a lot of lot of snow. Oh, I I gotta I gotta go. I got uh, got a show to do. Yeah. All right, mate. Thanks. Okay. Hey, welcome to uh, season five, episode duh of uh, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bars. We are supported uh, by uh, Verge Insurance and Ace Alignment, and a brand new sponsor, Equal Wellness. We're gonna be talking to you about that as the show goes on. Very, very happy to have Equal Wellness on uh, on board here today. Uh, and on board is uh, the good ship uh, Fiddler's Poor House, 149 Paul Street. Uh, St. Paul Street, St. Catharines, and there's our sponsors uh, and our specials for today: poutine, and we got wings, and we got uh, uh, eleven-dollar PBR pitchers and doubles, enough for nine bucks. Crap, all kinds of stuff here. If you want to come into uh, Fiddler's Poorhouse, we are also powered by Canada's premier streaming company, WeStream, and uh, we'll talk to you more about that uh, as well. It's been a busy, busy season for WeStream. And uh, wow, we have, we have cold here, but uh, nothing like uh, those of you that have been spending time in the southern tier of Niagara. Man, our heart goes out to everybody that's been uh, putting up with the snow uh, over, the, over the last little while. Uh, so coming up today, as I mentioned, we have a brand new sponsor. We're gonna be talking about Equal uh, Wellness. One of the big things that happened over the last week is that Crazy accident that happened on the Queen Elizabeth Highway that kept lanes closed for seemed like days. So we're going to be talking about that and uh, and, and some other things. We're going to be talking weather. We have the 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 big dude, the head dude at the Weather Network, uh, Doug Gillum, coming on. He's the manager of the Forecast Center, and we're going to be talking about the the winter so far and the winter to come for Niagara. What we can expect because. Uh, We got some weather today. Anyway, back in about 30 seconds. Hang in there. Are back live for, I know, season 5, episode 2. It always seems, it always seems so embryonic when you start over episode 2. Oh, here we go again. We got to episode 27. Now it's episode 2. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Jack uh, on the right-hand side of your screen on the ye old uh, programming today. He is executive producer of this here program, as well as co-founder of WeStream, Canada's premier streaming service. Kevin, Jack, welcome uh, back again.
1: Yeah, very to, happy uh, to be here.
0: An, another show in a new year. And, and again, we have yet this week, kind of a new look, if anybody's been paying
1: attention. Yeah, and look uh, at that. we got that little scroll bar yeah. down at the bottom. See this? All no new things happening yeah. on the screen. Always trying to freshen things up. Like we say in the biz, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're not moving forward, you are moving backward. And I just lost a button. That's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> I blew out a button. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, Kevin, in these days of, of, of media and constant changing... Platforms and the ways to communicate, etc. We do try to, uh, at your, uh, to your credit, move move forward and see how we can make what we do for Niagara better. And so here we are with a bit of a new look uh, again in 2024, and uh, we're always seeking your your input. And along as you watch that scroll along the bottom of your screen. Uh, as it does, as it goes throughout the program, it will tell you that you can feel free to join this program at any time. All you have to do is click on the link that is uh, on the stream that you're watching and uh, on Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. Again, want to thank Nick, uh, at Niagara 411 for hanging in for yet another year with all of you contributors to Niagara 411. It's really turned into a very, very uh, inclusive community. People will, uh, people will share their experiences with, with uh, fellow Niagaraans. And Kevin, I think that's part of the, if not maybe the uh, charm of Niagara 411 is because it does feel kind of like a
1: community. Yeah, very much so, a yeah, sure. sounding board yeah when i mean a couple of weeks ago when there was that big blast in welland and nobody knew what it was where did we all go right i mean like two Boom. three thousand comments right. on there as the community came together to say hey do you hear this do you hear that what, what was it i saw something in the sky did you hear that where do you live were you in the park it's
0: true uh and and you know what it's kind of funny is the fact that we can go throughout our daily lives and you watch your television news networks or listen to your radio programs or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, as you said, something happens, some particular thing happens. And, and, and as a whole, the community will go to a particular source because they know, well, if we're going to find out something about this thing that is on our mind, it's going to be there. Yeah. And Niagara 411 has turned into that place. And that's why we're so pleased to be a part of that family. And as we were talking about off the top of the program, one of those stories that really continued to have, it, the cool kids in the uh, in the news biz call it a story that has legs, meaning it's a story that doesn't just come and go, it just comes and stays for a while. And we are and have been sharing this story far and wide because there was a suspect vehicle that caused just an amazing amount of carnage to people in Niagara here over the past week. It's eight o'clock, I think it was Friday morning, this happened. That Mercedes that you see there, that black uh, sort of two door uh, jelly bean shaped Mercedes was the vehicle that caused this whole thing. Now it was, uh, I think they said that they were driving, whoever was driving the vehicle was driving it erratically. In other words, you know how these people like to cut in and out and pretend they're A.J. Foyt or Ferrari or whatever. Um, And it caused another vehicle to interact with a tractor trailer truck, a tanker truck, that rolled over and caused a spill that has taken ages to clean up, and the highway was closed from Friday morning for a long, long period of time. Uh, Kerry Schmidt of the OPP, whom you're familiar with, is sort of their media liaison, he's their spokesperson, and uh, he had this to say about that incident when it, well, as you'll see here, it it was like 2 o'clock Friday afternoon when he finally came out and gave us an update. Yeah, we're muted
2: there, Kev. That rolled over just after. Hey, everybody. uh, We are here still on the QW just past uh, Beansville. Uh, Ontario Street Beanswell uh, dealing with this rolled over fuel tanker truck that rolled over just, after, just before 8 o'clock this morning uh, involving uh, two other vehicles, one involved in the crash here and another vehicle that was indirectly involved uh, that fled the scene uh, that failed to remain uh, re- described as a black Mercedes uh, two-door uh, vehicle. Uh, If you are that driver, you have information to assist, uh, that is the source of all our problems here right now. Uh, Just before about 10 to 8 uh, on the QW, just passing Ontario Street, Beansville. Uh, Black Mercedes driving aggressively through lanes, all lanes of traffic. We are currently reviewing some dash cam and appealing for further witnesses witnesses to help us identify uh, the driver of that uh, vehicle. The vehicle cut off the the white car, which then ended up uh, colliding with the uh, fuel tanker truck, sending them both across the ditch, through the fence, over South Service Road, rolling over completely, rupturing their tanks, spilling a, a good percentage of their fuel uh, down into the ditch, uh, which is again, we are just less than a kilometer from Lake Ontario and they are dealing with uh, some uh, visual fuel that has gone through uh, the uh, the catch basins that go underneath the QW. Working, working right now, we are working yeah, right now on uh, clearing uh, some of the debris from the that's scene, something that we didn't vehicle uh, vehicle I
0: didn't think about at the time but uh, Carrie reminded me being that close to Lake Ontario those conduits and catch basins etc you don't think about that uh, the potential impact if that stuff leaks into the lake uh, and again I didn't think about that at the time but man and then so this was Friday afternoon those lanes were closed for the cleanup later and then they said they, they announced that it was going to be closed Saturday morning for a couple of hours from something like uh, 8.30 to 10.30 or something of that nature and then they they announced that they still hadn't been able to make significant progress and kept the lanes closed even longer. The negative impact on Niagara's and all commuters and trans... Uh, transiently like going back and forth, it's just, all because of one person, and that's all it takes. And it's not really necessarily speed. You can say what you want about speed, but if everybody's traveling at the same speed, or traveling 100 kilometers an hour, 120, who, who, doesn't really matter. It's the fact, if it's the irresponsible driving of that vehicle that, and we've seen them all, we've always said, we, uh, we've all done this. We've seen somebody doing this thing in in traffic, and said, "Why don't those, Why aren't those the guys that get caught?" You know, I'll get caught in a speed trap going 25 kilometers or whatever it is over the speed limit, but these guys uh, that think think they're on a racetrack or something somewhere, they don't get caught. So we're really hoping that this person is found. But um, he's got to be the busiest guy in the OPP, don't you think, Kerry Schmidt? He's been, doing, he's been doing this for dec- like a couple of decades, I remember, like ages ago. I'd, I'd be on the radio and there's Kerry Schmidt, I'd be talking to Kerry Schmidt about a, an accident, and he's everywhere.
1: So, Lee, I drove by this Saturday afternoon. So, if you remember, the accident closed the QEW both directions for yep. a good part of Friday. Yes. And then the announced closure on Saturday morning right. to continue with the cleanup. Yeah. I passed by Saturday afternoon and they were, the highway was open, obviously, but the service road was closed. Yeah. Um, and then on my way back on Sunday, I was in Toronto for the Leafs game Saturday night. And Sunday morning came <laughs> yeah. back and they were still working on the service road. And I hadn't seen the catch basins since the Sonics explosion in North St. Catharines. Right. And I remember going up and checking that out, and um, and that's what they do, right? They have to take all of the contaminants so, and dispose of them, separate of them from the soil. So they had they had diggers there, and I saw a guy climbing on top of the tanker. But yeah, it's not just cleanup.
0: like it's not just like scrubbing the highway. It's an environmental spill, really, is what it is. And anyone, again, with information, we would love to get this person uh, that can identify the driver of that vehicle involved in that uh, tanker rollover. Please, if you recognize that vehicle or think you do, and better yet, you know what? If you're a stand-up person of any sort at all, if it's you, come forward. But. Yeah, how is this my, driving my, up my, the pot? my 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 uh, my my faith in fellow man isn't that good <laughs> i don't think anybody that is in that situation is going to come forward and say i did it it was me uh my bad no that's not going to happen that's a distinct vehicle oh it is
1: that's a distinct vehicle now there are a
0: few of them out there but i'm you know that that and what i'm trying to figure out is why we couldn't identify the license plate any clearer than that I mean you know you know that law enforcement has been trying to figure out what's on that plate but uh, obviously to no avail crazy
1: now uh, Lee yes Kevin you we're uh, going to get to Alexa Vasco here in a second, and we didn't even really tee up the program. So I want to get to um, what we got coming up on the show, and then we can get to our sponsors. Yes, before we get uh, Alexa of St. Catharines and also the Toronto PWHL here on the show.
0: A very good idea, Kevin. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, In the in the uh, in the interest of being a, a true executive uh, producer of a program, always coming up with the uh, with a good plan. Yes, our uh, our show today is going to flesh out this way. In just a few minutes we are going to be talking with Alexa Vasco and she is one of many female trailblazers this year in the Professional Women's Hockey League. She is a St. Catharines native. She is a forward with the Toronto franchise of the Professional Women's Hockey League. She wears number 10 when she Competes. She went to Governor Simcoe High School, here in St. Catharines. They have a game tonight against Boston. Both of those teams are one and four going into tonight's game in Toronto. That they play at the Mattamy Arena, the Mattamy uh, Center, in Toronto. This is truly a breakout year and a landmark year for women in hockey as this Professional Women's Hockey League is getting an awful lot of play. It's getting a lot of conversation. Uh, and anytime I get together with friends or whatever, especially if they're hockey fans, they're getting jazzed by this. It's and an long time overdue that professional women hockey players get this kind of recognition and get their own league to compete in. And it's, it's become a big deal this year. So we're really looking forward to talking with Alexa in uh, well, about five minutes or so, maybe less. Also coming up in the program, as I mentioned off the top, Doug Gillum is going to be here. He is the manager of Forecast Center at the Weather Network. He's the guy that develops the official winter forecast, the official seasonal outlooks. He's the one that will send you alerts about things like uh, uh, polar vortexes and, uh, and those kinds of things. Well, Doug's going to be joining us to talk about the winter so far and the rest of the winter to come in Niagara. And as we've been hearing about over the last few days, it is certainly a, a weather period. In, uh, well, it's always a weather period, but in this case, it's kind of an extreme one as the fact that places that don't normally get snow, like Vancouver, etc., are expecting a lot of it. Uh, we in Niagara, with the exception God bless you uh, people that live in the southern tier of Niagara-Fort Erie and along the uh, uh, lake-Port Colburn, your Crystal Beach Ridgeway down in along there that have been impacted by the lake effect snowfall off Lake Erie. Um, We realize that, as I mentioned off the top, we here in St. Catharines, we kind of live in the banana belt when it comes to the winter storms that flow through Niagara, but we do have cold here. It's colder than average. But uh, to all those people that are spending a lot of time shoveling and or snow blowing, our thoughts are with you, believe me. Uh, And of course, (laughs) there's, that's a stadium in Orchard Park, man. And before they were finally able to play the Bills game uh, this past Monday. You know what? Uh, You have some tailgaters that uh, just will not curb their enthusiasm, as they say. Gales Gaspars, thank you very much for fueling this program, locally owned and operated for three generations. Gales, for all of your petroleum needs, and this is a very, very big um, time of the year. Uh, for gales because it's not just pulling up to the gas pumps they do have 11 service stations full and self-serve they have four convenience stores wholesale fuel delivery which is a big deal this time of year for sure home heating fuel delivery and oil lubricant delivery as well one-stop shop here in Niagara Uh, again a Niagara company for Niagara's and uh, when these cold weather uh, periods hit those people that depend on fuel oil to get by they depend on Gales and Gales Delivers. Also, to Verge Insurance Group Brokers Limited, we thank you for your continued sponsorship and for whatever uh, insurance needs you have be it auto, home, business, life uh, insurance. Verge Insurance Brokers Limited here, another born and bred Niagara company, ready, willing, and able to serve you on that. Ace Alignment um, is with us now for another season. They came on part way through season four, for which we uh, thank them for sure, and they're continuing with us through season five, which is just awesome. Uh, Specializing in wheel alignments, brakes, suspension, you can get your uh, MCO motor vehicle inspection uh, done there. Uh, Head mechanic Darren Miller, senior mechanic Matt Crompton, uh, top notch guys in their field. They know what they're talking about all the time when it comes to your vehicle on North Street in St. Catharines, right behind the brand new cop shop at the corner of Geneva and Welland. They're just tucked in behind there if you want to go say hi to those folks. And our brand new sponsor Equal Wellness Services, champions of health care for all. And I want to spend a little bit of time on this. I'd like to thank Audrey, the uh, owner, operator, uh, proprietor of Equal Wellness Services for joining the program. This is her first uh, week of sponsorship of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. They're pleased to offer both diabetic and non-diabetic nursing foot care services. That's how, they, that's how she started her business as a foot care nurse. As a matter of fact, I'm going there again for an appointment tomorrow. <laughs> my, feel, feel, my feet feel so good. Uh, but also some new services as well. They got a cool thing that they're doing now. They have this uh, thing called a Scioscope. 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 Uh, and it's a skin assessment tool. And they have a high definition camera that will take like five subdermal photos of any skin issue that you have, like whether there's moles or something like that that you might be concerned about. People sometimes wait ages and ages and ages to get uh, an appointment with a dermatologist who will help you look after this stuff, well the only waiting you'll do is like three days for the results of something like that and it's something brand new for them here in Niagara Uh, and the seoscope is just way cool. Now Equal Wellness Services is located uh, at their new location actually at 365 Vine Street in St. Catharines. If you're trying to nail it down it is on Vine Street between Scott and Carleton and it's in a little strip uh, plaza that's there. And they're so new in that location that they don't have their signage up yet, but it's what used to be the laundromat. (laughs) So if you go to 365 Vine Street in the little strip mall between Scott and Carlton Street, and uh, where the laundromat, go into where the laundromat used to be, they have a sign on the window. But don't bring your dirty clothes. Don't do that, all right? Uh, so we welcome Equal Wellness Services. We'll have Andre on to talk more about that too as uh, time goes forward. And, uh, but also, still, certainly the place for you to go for all of your uh, great foot care requirements. And man, uh, I'm not kidding when I say my feet feel fabulous. All right. Um, so we'll talk more about that as the weeks go by and welcome to the program. So the women's professional uh, the Professional Women's Hockey League is something that burst onto the scene, and I guess you could uh, call it almost an overnight success that was years in the planning. No, there, there's no such thing as overnight successes, really. Most overnight successes take a while to put together, and as this one did, but... Kevin, as a hockey guy, you got to be kind of impressed with what the Professional Women's Hockey League has accomplished. They're they're, they're getting some pretty good press out of this.
1: They're grabbing my eyeballs. I'll tell yeah. you, I found myself the other night flipping back and forth between an NHL and a PWHL game, and I ended up on the PWHL. The quality,
0: the quality of the of the play, is spectacular talented talented uh, women in this league and of course toronto is one of this is almost like going back to the original six of the nhl because there are six teams in the professional women's uh, hockey league
1: ottawa montreal toronto yeah and then three american teams minnesota boston and new york
0: how cool is that very cool i mean you can wrap your head around the season and we are honored to have a St. Catharines native joining us who is playing with the Toronto Professional Women's Hockey League team. Uh, and her name is Alexa Vasco. Alexa, hi, are we coming through loud and clear there?
3: Yes, you are. Hi, Lee, thanks for having me.
0: Hi, oh, well, thanks for being here and taking the time out to join us. It, it truly is an honor. First of all, congratulations on um, taking part in this milestone year. For for women's hockey, this is truly a spectacular year. It's it's very cool.
3: Yeah, thank you. Um, honestly, it's it's been incredible. Um, starting January first, um, honestly, it's it's been a whirlwind. Um, like you mentioned before, it, it's not an overnight success. There have been people working years and years on this, and uh, we're just fortunate enough to be the group that gets to play on the ice.
0: So, can you walk us through your development because it's a it's a route that for for women we're not used to following because it's just not it's it's always been boys to boys to boys to bigger leagues and all the rest of it. Can you walk us through your hockey experience from the time you were a girl that started playing the game? Like what got you from there to here?
3: Yeah, so I started when I was about five or six, I actually started um, in the Qantas League. They played out of, we uh, were going there. Um, so I played um, two years house league there, mostly with boys. I think I was one of two girls on the team. And I remember um, my dad was approached by another one of, uh, of the dads on the team. And he said, hey, my daughter actually uh, played rap hockey. It was wow. called the St. Catherine's Chaos wow. back then. They're now called the Junior Brock Badgers. Um, And he said, hey, why doesn't she try out for for rec? So the next year I did, and I played Adam Double B. So I played uh, Adam up until Bantam for the St. Catherine's Chaos. Um, And then once I reached uh, mid-age, I started playing uh, for Stony Creek there, so out of Fruitland, uh, off of Fruitland Road there, so it wasn't too far. Um, And then from there, I was fortunate enough to be uh, sort of I got a lot of exposure, so I was fortunate enough to be a part of uh, Team Ontario, and then eventually uh, the U18 uh, Team Canada, who went to uh, the Czech Republic there. And then, um, actually, I was playing soccer at the same time too, so I sort of had to had to make a decision which which sport I wanted to pursue. So uh-huh. I I thought I had more opportunity um, playing hockey, so I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship at Mercyhurst University, which is a Division One college in Erie, Pennsylvania um played there for five years because of covid um and then really i i knew deep down i wanted to play pro and last year i was part of the pwhpa which was sort of a showcase event but we knew behind the scenes there was this going on so i knew this was always a dream
0: right okay so then when did did you get drafted like how did how did how did your participation then go to the professional league? Like what, what was that leap?
3: Yeah. So, um, so, uh, September 18th, um, just this past September, there was yeah. actually a draft, um, okay. in Toronto, uh, at the CBC center there. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be drafted by Toronto. I mean, at that point, I didn't really care where I went, um, among six teams, but honestly, I'm super, super, proud to be a part of Toronto and I'm super close to home. I mean, uh, my family can come up when they want, come to visit, come to games. Um, So yeah, I'm super fortunate.
0: It's fascinating. Um, I think most of us realized that this day would come. Realizing after, especially watching various tournaments around the world, including the Olympics, et cetera, because women's hockey has been just mesmerizing at the quality of the quality of play and how exciting it's been globally over the last number of years. And we knew this day would eventually come, but for 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 you have a professional women's hockey league now. Um, it's a, when you look at it, it's kind of like, wow, we're finally here and we're not quite sure what to do with it but man you guys are getting a big following it's uh i i hear talk about you everywhere i go
3: yeah it's it's honestly crazy i know um just the other day minnesota had a a world record breaking i think they had over thirteen thousand at uh, the excel center um that the minnesota wild play out of and then our new year's game on january 1st had over i think it was 2.6 million viewers across all uh Television yeah. platform. so I mean, yeah, that's great. But I honestly just think we're only scratching the surface. Like Absolutely. this is our first year.
0: Yeah, this start. is our
3: first year, and we're and we're breaking down those barriers. So I think the next three, five, ten years, um, I honestly don't know what to expect.
0: How many? How many games? How? What is the? How is the season structured? How many games do you play? Uh, what is the? How do, how do the playoffs work? What are, is there a, a trophy that's been named? Like how do, how does that season get structured?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know the name of the trophy just yet, but uh, so this season um, we're playing 24 games. So I believe 12 home, um, 12 away. I think uh, somewhere in there, there's gonna be sort of neutral site games in there.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, maybe find NHL team we don't know just of yet. Um, right. But since the season started in January, which is sort of a little bit later than a normal hockey season would start, just because of all the work that had to go on behind the scenes to put this on, um, the playoffs are going to go into May and possibly early June, um, and that'll just be um, what professional hockey is best, best three out of five, it's not a one game, it's not a one and done, it's going to be playoffs, and right. I mean, as you and the viewers can see the play is physical, it's fast. And I mean, that's the regular season, so I can only imagine the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be crazy.
0: Do you find it's a whole different level now? Did did anything surprise you or anything uh, take you a little bit off guard going from your hockey experience up to the time when you started playing in this new league?
3: Um, I wouldn't say, I mean, obviously on the ice, it's, it's a bit faster and a lot more physical, but I would honestly say the, the difference between whether I was with my college team or with the national team, it's right now, it's the, it's the travel, um, for me. Cause, uh, I'm used to playing, uh, you know, weekend games, maybe a Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. but now we're going, um, Uh, weekday games with a a weekend game so we're doing a lot of traveling Um, sometimes we don't have days off sometimes we do Um, but you know that just comes with the territory as well so I think yeah most of the change has been off the ice and we have to this is this is our job we have to act like pro so we need to we need to figure out what's best for us on our days off whether that's uh, extra recovery getting treatment seeking what we need so I think uh, off base is where I've really seen a huge difference
1: Kevin wants to weigh in here. Kev? Uh, hey, it's just Kevin behind the scenes here. And you talked about that and about sustainability of the league. I am so behind this with every ounce of my being. I'm watching the games. I'm supporting the athletes. Um, how many women in your change room right now are able to do this full time? You talked about off days. Are you having to carry a second job right now? Or is there enough revenue there, too, there in yeah. the PWHL uh, to make Alexa Vasco a full-time professional hockey player?
3: Um no this is this is our job. Uh That's so this awesome. This is what the this is what um the women before us have fought for. Mm-hmm. Um and like I mentioned before, we're just fortunate enough to be able to to play for them. Um but yeah, this is this is our job and to be honest, uh, we wouldn't have time for a second job right now. <laughs> um
0: so. Yeah. No,
1: that, I know that. But unfortunately, that was the financial reality for the last decade or two decades. I'm so, that's so what, happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's where I was going to go as well. There's obviously and always has been. And uh, for a while, I'm sure there still will be a disparity between what professional um, men make playing this game and what professional women make play in this game. And uh, but you're able to you're able to make ends meet, I guess, is, is what we're asking. And we hope that's true. Yeah, yeah I
3: mean, like like you said, there's there's gonna be that um, disparity between the men's and the women, and again, this is our first year, but yeah, um, with I mentioned the ex, the exposure that we're getting, and this is only year one, so I truly believe that disparity is gonna is gonna shrink pretty rapidly.
1: Yeah, and Lee, I mean, I'll just throw in here, it is it is bugged me for so many years that somebody of Mary philippe boulin Status who scored another game winning goal last night. You mean to tell me she can't make a million dollars playing hockey a year? She should be a household name right alongside Sidney Crosby and Nathan. Yeah, Nathan absolutely. I mean yeah. I love Mary Phillip Land. What she's done for the country, and to think that there was nowhere for her to be a professional hockey player just incensed me. So I'm so happy for the <laughs> PWHL. Love watching you, Alexa, and yeah, uh, awesome. wishing you guys the best tonight. What do you see tonight? You've got um, who's in town? Boston tonight. Have you played Boston, Boston yet?
3: Um, we uh, we played them during training camp during a a sort of exhibition series we had in uh, Unica, but again that was. That was training camp, so it's anyone's game tonight. All right,
0: uh, what does it uh, what does it feel like to be named after a smart speaker, Alexa?
3: Um, <laughs> to be fair, the the I've had this conversation with people before. The the Amazon Alexa was named after me because I was born in 1999, so I was I was uh, you had the name first. The yeah, I'm the first Alexa for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if somebody says, hey, Alexa, you don't necessarily answer.
3: <laughs> no, I'm sick of those jokes. <laughs> I get them all the time.
0: Oh, I'm really happy that. I brought it up then.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, so listen, you're you're a forward. You were number ten, right? You're number ten. We can watch you. That's you. All that right. that
3: correct. That is OK, me. what's
0: what's what's game time tonight?
3: Uh, 7 p.m. I had to think about that for a second.
0: Yeah. And, and where do we um,
1: Kevin, where do we find the, the professional women's hockey league Gosh, games? It's, it's going to be on one of the national networks. I'm and apologies, one of I don't want to say the wrong one because it's just always there. And these Wednesday games have become a bit of a staple in my house. Like I'm looking forward to them. And this is not lip service, Alexa. Like I'm watching the games. No, no. Last week I was flipping between I think the Ottawa-Calgary game and I think your game. Were you in Minnesota last week? Uh, we were, yes. Yeah, and I was flipping back and forth. And I found myself starting with the NHL game and then I was watching the PWHL game and flipping back to the awesome. NHL game. It was, it was a lot more entertaining right? the physicality and the speed and chances one end to the next. I mean, it's just a great entertaining product, and I'm so happy. And Alexa, I mean, think about the inspiration for you. I mean, I know girls right now that are in that same Brock Badgers program um, that you came up through. I know different different name back in the day. And for these girls, is that what you're seeing in the stands? Are you seeing young female hockey players that want to come out and aspire to be the next alexa uh, alexa vasco
3: yeah like there are young girls young young boys families in the stands and you know i never i never had that as a kid um i remember going to my first nhl game when i was young it was Buffalo sabers versus minnesota i'll never forget that and you know it, it was cool and all but yeah. i wanted to be them i never had a a female hockey team to look up to. And, and you mentioned having it on the TV. And I mean, that doesn't really go unnoticed. I remember going home or being at home on Saturday night at, and I knew I was watching the Leafs game. And I just think it's super special now to have little girls, little boys go home and have the opportunity to choose between an NHL game and a PWHL game on TV. We've We've never had that. And honestly, even a few years back, if you wanted to watch a girls even college game on TV we had to look for honestly in a legal stream so having that exposure on the network to have that opportunity to, for girls to be hey I'm just gonna throw this on that that's incredible
0: let me before we uh, before we say goodbye uh, I don't want to let leave this stone unturned what kind of role did do you feel that your your mom and dad had in in this because this is it this whether you realize it or not this is pretty special where you are right now uh, as one of the trailblazers of this of this league uh, and of the the growth of of women in sport um, how did your family influence this it must have been pretty big
3: yeah I mean. It's it's super, it's a cliché, but if, if it wasn't for them, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. I mean, when I was growing up, I I played every sport literally possible. Started with dance gymnastics, soccer, hockey, and yes, that's time driving to and from stuff, but that's also a financial responsibility as well. And it's not just me. I have a, I have a younger sister who is also heavily involved in sports as well. So, um between shuttling both of us to to sports and um having that financial aspect um yeah uh and then just emotionally mentally being there and like i wouldn't be where i am today without them and honestly when it came full circle there's been a couple moments in my career when it came full circle but i would have to say um at the draft this past september and um the first game january 1st um there were definitely a couple of uh, tears shed around the room sort of sure. from everyone yeah. to uh, sort of like, okay, um, we made it. Um, and I think that sort of when it clicked, like I, I did not do this alone. Um, it, it really took an army, so yeah.
0: Alexa Vasco, uh, St. Catharines native um, team member of the Toronto Professional Women's Hockey League team. Uh, thank you for being here. Congratulations on reaching this milestone, and hopefully it doesn't weigh too heavy on your shoulders as a responsibility. I still hope you can have fun and really enjoy it, and uh, and uh, just have have a blast. And thank you for being here with us today. Great job!
3: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome. Uh, so. Uh, Boston tonight, 7 o'clock. All right. um, Uh, TSN. Kevin, I wish you... uh, TSN? Yeah, it's going to be on TSN. I wish you'd get a little bit more enthusiastic when you're talking about (laughs) hockey. You know, I was right there with Alexa, and I was wondering the
1: emotions on draft day. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's something that I, I never even imagined. And I sat there, and I watched... I'm um, live from CBC headquarters, and I watched the girls walk across the stage, and I said, wow, and there were tears shed, and I felt the emotion. It was yeah. coming through the screen. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. This is actually happening.
0: want to thank again our sponsors uh, for being part of this program. Gail's Gas Bars, uh, our premier sponsor fueling this program, as they have Niagara for the last 50-plus years. Also, want to thank Verge Insurance Group for being here with us as well. Ace alignment for all your automotive needs needs, and our brand new sponsor Equal Wellness Services here at 365 Vine Street in St. Catharines, in the Plaza between Scott and Carlton Street and uh, non-diabetic as well as uh, diabetic uh, nursing foot care is how this whole <laughs> company got started but it has now expanded to uh, a great degree. Um, we used to just refer to Audrey, the foot care nurse, and she still is, and she still is that, but expanding now with new CSCOPE high definition camera technology for skin issues and subdermatologist, uh, dermatology issues, et cetera. And there you go, and there's a phone number right there for 938 3668. Stop in at 365 Vine Street, if you wish. Uh, they don't have any signage of yet right now. They're still in where the laundromat was. They're so, so new in that location. But uh, by all means, please stop by there and, and say hello and make an appointment and have a chat with them. And thank uh, Equal Wellness for being part of our, uh, of our program here. On this, uh, their first week as a sponsor of the program. Thanks.
1: Uh, now, Lee, we might need a little bit of their help as far as wellness services. Um, we kind of forgot about this at the top of the show, but I think I can make it happen. What's that, Kevin? Um, it's dessert day here at Fiddler's Poorhouse. It's House. dessert day. It's dessert day at Fiddler's Poorhouse. Oh! I came in uh, over you know between our last our last show with where's the my dessert, and we had the most delicious dessert right here at Fiddler's Poor House. So I'm going to talk to Mel and see if we can get it brought out before the end of the program. Oh. It is a hot cookie, a hot chocolate chip <laughs> cookie with ice cream and some butterscotch drizzle. But oh, but they bake the cookie fresh and they bring it out on a hot pan. Oh, we, it's by far the best dessert I've ever had oh. in St. Catharines in wow. Niagara and it's right here at Fiddler's Poor House. You would never guess it. It's a hot cookie. If you're downtown, if Here you're on. looking, out, oh, Lee, it was so good. Like you know, you know, the dessert where they bring out four spoons because oh, yeah, it was yeah, 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 me, Leanne, and Alan, Alex. The four of us were there, right. and my wife and I go, wow, oh, we'll let the kids have the dessert." Well, pretty much we were, you know, stabbing the back of their hands with our spoons. Saying, right, get away from this thing. Okay. So, oh man, was it good. So we'll do that before the end of the program, right. and um, our musical guest today.
0: Our musical guest uh, is uh, going to be the Bay Beach Club. Coming on the program today, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be performing "A uh, Place of Our Own." We always have uh, a Niagara connected uh, musical guest to, as we say, play us off the stage, and uh, that's going to be happening about 1.30, or a little bit before one thirty today. Our end time for the program is 1.30, so, uh, 1.25-ish or so. So, if you know those guys and ladies, by all means, uh, join us for that. The Bay Beach Club and uh, "A Place of Our Own" coming up to play us off the stage. Also want to acknowledge uh, Beaux Hat Shop for uh, being a part of our uh, our program. And uh, boy, you could use something with ear flaps over the last couple, and they have those too. If you need something to cover ears, they have that too. Uh, Queen Street, right downtown Niagara-on-the-Lake. Um, oh, by the way, speak of Niagara-on-the-Lake, that's where that... Um, that's where the video was shot that we're going to be seeing later today. The place of our own, the video shot uh, entirely Niagara on the lake. So that's, that's kind of cool. Coming up in a few minutes, Doug Gillum is going to be joining us. He is the Weather Network's manager of Forecast Center. In other words, he's the dude. He's the forecast dude with uh, the Weather Network. Don't get any, you don't get any higher in weather. Uh, in Canada than that, is the manager of Forecast Centre at the Weather Network. Okay, Um, Kevin, what have you been up to with, uh, before we uh, move on quickly, what have you been up to with uh, WeStream? Give us a chapter and verse on uh, Canada's premier streaming service.
1: Uh, Well, looking forwardly, this Sunday we're going to be at the Gale Centre in Niagara Falls as they induct new members into the uh, Sports Wall of Fame. It's their induction ceremony. And I think for the third or fourth straight year, uh, WeStream has been brought on board by the city of Niagara Falls to make sure that we stream this. And not only do we stream it, but of course it gets archived as well. So you can go watch it at any time. And uh, all the other municipalities around Niagara that do these sort of inductions, give WeStream a call. It's it's a crime that you don't record these events and you don't make them available to family and friends that are literally scattered across the world. When you start talking about these athletes that have reached these levels, they've literally... Trailblazed across the globe, so yeah. they've got friends and families all over the place that want to see them enshrined back in their hometown in Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, Welland, wherever it happens to be. So, um, and get often, in touch you know, with that's
0: that, that is that is so often the case is the fact that uh, things that are happening in your own backyard are people that are accomplishing things and they're from your own backyard and they go elsewhere to accomplish things. We often we often get. I don't know whether jaded or apathetic or sometimes well, um, but we have Niagrans performing amazing things in their lives, and uh, it's great that they're going to be acknowledged at that at that event. So that's that's cool that WeStream is going to be doing that. That's awesome.
1: Now, Lee, we got uh, Mr. Gillan coming up in a couple of minutes okay. for our winter forecast. You want to do the uh, the dog park? This one was kind of. Uh... Yeah, and
0: I want to I do this for a particular reason. Now, here's, this, here's the story. Fireman's Park, and as I understand it, please correct me if I'm wrong, as I understand it, Fireman's Park, which is, of course, just off uh, Dorchester Road there, at M- Mountain in Dorchester um, in Niagara Falls, is not officially designated an off-leash park, as I understand it. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. Anyway, on Friday the 12th, last Friday, uh, as this person writes, I was at Fireman's Park in Niagara Falls with my dog. There was a man there with his beige chow chow named Ava. Now chows are cute dogs, but they can be aggressive. Uh, This Ava was playing aggressively with another dog. He said to me, I need to watch my dog. Uh, okay, well that's a bit of a flag right there. Which makes me think this is not the first time something like this has happened. They began to fight and my dog came to see what was happening and the chow chow turned to attack my dog. I had to pull my dog away but not before the chow bit me. The owner grabbed his dog and ran. I was left there bleeding and trying to get my dog back to the car and he didn't even ask if I was okay. I was, uh, I'm hoping to warn others who frequent the park and if anyone does know this person, he was older, probably his early 60s and drove a black pickup truck. I'm also hoping to find out if the dog has had any rabies vaccine so that I don't have to get multiple shots over the next 14 days. The, the, these are things that are totally irresponsible that people do with their dogs. Even if you think your dog is friendly and even if you know your dog is friendly, Letting them off leash around other dogs is not wise. Um, we reached out to Dave McMahon who is a Niagara renowned dog trainer and we just weren't able to get in touch with him uh, in short notice to have them on the show but I've talked to Dave before and here's something that people that uh, own dogs you we are uh, I'm a dog lover I've had dogs
4: and don't have
0: one right now unfortunately we lost her a year ago but that being said off leash parks are potentially dangerous for the future of your dog communities applaud themselves quite often by having places where people can take their animals and they can play off leash i know dave mcmahon uh, i sort of put words in your mouth dave but we've talked about this before he is not in favor of off-leash parks. Here's what can happen. Let's let's say that you have a dog like this, this person did, that is perfectly fine, perfectly well-adjusted, calm, easy to get along with, just likes to play, nice dog. If it is attacked, if that dog, if your dog, if that's you and your dog is attacked by a dog that is mean-spirited and creates trauma for your animal, It can completely change the personality of your dog for the rest of its life. This is not something to be... It's not like a one-off. It's not like one incident. It's not like two guys walking down the street and all of a sudden one hauls off and punches the other guy in the face and... All right, the next guy... you don't know what's gonna happen, but the first guy doesn't necessarily turn into a monster because he got hit in the head. That's a human being's way of thinking. That is not how animals think. That's not how dogs react. That dog could potentially remember that attack and forever have its personality changed.
1: And, Lee, to that, I'm not a dog owner, but it's a little disheartening that the, the municipalities go through great lengths to create these great dog parks. But I know, over but, time, but it's, it's not a good idea. Well, look at what some of the comments are saying, the exact same thing you're saying. I mean, here Terry's saying seek medical attention, but, yeah. I mean, Sue, I no longer...
0: I no longer take my dog to the park. When I did, I would keep an air horn in my pocket in case of aggressive dogs. Too much kennel cough going around. Well, that's a, that's a sickness. That's neither here nor there as far as aggressiveness is concerned. But it, it, it's still a thing. I feel so terrible for you that this has happened. It must have been terrifying. I'm sorry you had to experience fireman's park like that as well. I hope this person is held accountable for their complete lack of regard for human and fellow canine life and safety. So brutal. Look at the one above. Uh, I hope you're okay. Um, you've been uh, and been looked at by a doctor. This is an unfortunate example why I refuse ever to take my dogs to dog parks. So Kevin, there, there must be some Thing at Fireman's Park. There must be some area that there's... because It just seems too common an experience for these people for there not to be some area at Fireman's Park that is termed off-leash. There has to be some area there. Maybe there's just one area that's a dog park. But, um, yes, um, it's... It's really something to think about.
1: I mean, there's other comments in here, Lee, that seem to suggest that um, that it becomes a haven for drug use and, and homelessness, and therefore you don't know what you're going to find or step on in those areas. And it's well, just—it's really unfortunate because that park's fi- have only been around what 15, 20 years. Oh,
0: I—I well, I grew up going to Fireman's Park decades ago, and I just can't. I just can't fathom the fact that there are those kinds of issues at hand, but be careful with your dogs. And and think twice before thinking that an off-leash park is a good idea. Well, we've had some winter pass us by up to this point in time, so I thought it was probably a good idea to reach out to the experts and find out uh, where we've been, where we are, where we're going in Niagara. With this winter of 2023-2024, and to uh, to help us uh, maneuver that trip is Doug Gillum. He is manager of forecast center at the Weather Network. Uh, Doug, we've chatted in the past before, but first time face to face. Glad to have you on the show.
5: Thanks for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Uh, uh, well, our pleasure for sure. Now you're you're the guy that that crafts these. Um, Prognostications, seasonally, uh, weekly, daily, whatever. But I think the official winter forecast was what was it, December seventeenth or November seventeenth? Somewhere, somewhere in there, that you sort of uh, stamped your your name on the winter forecast. When was that?
5: I was in November, right? And that was the forecast for December, January, and February. And we highlighted that it would be a Mild start to winter and a strong finish to winter. We put January kind of as that wild card month. And interesting, that is kind of how it's playing out. We had a very mild start to the month. Fake winter is over. Now it actually feels like winter. (laughs) And yet we're going to go into a milder pattern next week as we wrap up the month of January. So January is really being two-faced, whereas December was mild. It was exceptionally mild, not only in Niagara, really, but across the country.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about Niagara first. As you said, we have been really, really spoiled. If you're someone that likes warmer, non-snowy winters, that's pretty much what we've had, up until about the last week when the temperatures have really dipped, and now we've got clearer, colder weather, but still not a whole lot of snow. And that's pretty much what you expected for Niagara to this point.
5: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, You know, we yeah, very lack of snow, though we have an intense snow squall that's to across parts of Niagara right now. That's yeah. you know, typical of lake effect, a wide range of conditions across the region. You could have sunshine and blizzard conditions and just a couple of kilometers. Uh, the expectation for the winter was that the dominant storm track would be mostly south of the region Um, you know i know i know you know we do expect a strong finish to the season okay and you know forecasting exact storm tracks weeks and months in advance actually not possible we you know we have to fine-tune those forecasts as we get closer but um uh, you know, we, we certainly have some winter weather now and uh, I think we're going to have a stronger finish to the season despite the milder weather that's coming next week.
0: With, uh, w- with all uh, due respect to our southern tier residents here in Niagara, um, we, d- we do have two or three different Niagara regions when it comes to weather. Uh, being in this little microclimate, tucked in, in in places like St. Catharines and Grimsby, and in underneath that uh, that southern shore of Lake Ontario, we often escape um, unscathed from some of the real severe storms and 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 systems that go through. Whereas our brethren in the south, like along the Fort Erie uh, lakeshore and Port Colborne, and Crystal Beach and Ridgeway and those places get hammered with with like Lake Erie style lake effect weather. So we've got this we've got this kind of unmanageable group of Niagara regions all rolled into one. It's not an easy thing to forecast, is it?
5: No, not at all. I mean, I grew up in Vineland, okay. so very familiar with that. And that's you know, the challenge when someone says, "How much snow are we going to get this winter?" It's like, "Well, where are you?" Like it really. <laughs> yeah matters whether you are tucked in between the escarpment and Lake Ontario uh, whether you're up on the escarpment And then, like you said it's like if anyone's headed to Niagara Falls today it's a totally different world and it can be that way at various times during the winter where you can go from sunshine to a blizzard you know we had that Christmas Eve storm last year Mm -hmm. where again Northern Niagara pretty much unscathed Southern Niagara you know a blizzard
0: so generally speaking, going forward, you said a strong, a strong finish, and for some people that would mean different things. Strong, in your words, means more of a wintry finish than than we had at the beginning, and and that's pretty much region wide. Are we going to have, um, from what you can tell, a lot more snow between now and the end between now and spring? <laughs> Do you think?
5: And confidence is always going to be higher in in the temperature pattern. So again, we've got the winter weather this week, a milder pattern as we wrap up January. Overall, we think February, the first half of March, uh, it won't be cold all the time. But cold weather will dominate. Near to below normal temperatures will dominate. Now, that's the one ingredient you need. One of the ingredients you need to get snow, but it's mild. Right you're not going to see snow. Now, so obviously the potential for snow is higher now in the second half of winter with the colder pattern. Certainly for leak-effect snow, with the colder weather, you can get the lake-effect snow. Now, in terms of storms, when cold takes over the pattern, it becomes harder. Like The storm track also tends to shift south as well. It's more likely that the U.S. east coast is getting a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine we're going to go through... You know, February and the first half of March being colder than normal, without getting a couple of good snowfalls. So it doesn't look like we go into a hyperactive pattern, but with the cold, we will see some snow. And if you like to ski, if you're a skier, the, those snowbelt areas, the lake, the lakes are wide open. Right. So the ski areas will get snow. So if you are a skier, a much better second half. Of the season.
0: So. I'm I'm assuming that we'll be able to get uh, we'll be able to get the Bills Chiefs game in this coming uh, this coming weekend. Do you think?
5: Yes, I'm sorry. Is it Saturday or Sunday? I
0: think it's Sunday.
5: Okay, so Saturday is very cold. All right. Um, Sunday is a milder day. Still, it's going to feel like winter. But
0: yes, <laughs> yeah.
5: the lake right. effect settles down. No storms. They will be able to play this weekend. I will not predict the outcome, but I certainly
0: am um, hoping. For the- we can't. We. Well, I don't think I would ever ask a weatherman to predict the outcome of a football game. <laughs> Good <call. laughs> I mean, the old joke is, you know, being a weatherman is the only job that you can be wrong eighty percent of the time and still make a living. It's, you know, I mean, you know, that's the old joke, but. But you've been pretty—you've been pretty dead on this year. You've been—you've do, been doing a good job.
5: Uh, well, thank you. I certainly strive today to break that eighty percent or fifty percent. No, no, no.
0: I, that, that's just—that's just the old—that's uh, just the old joke. So before I let you go, Doug, um, let's talk uh, nationally. Over the, we have seen really some strange and different and unusual and unexpected weather patterns. Specifically, uh, I'm talking about on the west coast of our, of our country. And, and uh, like Vancouver area is going through more of a winter style uh, forecast, like more snow, et cetera, than is historically the case. Um, let me ask you th- this, this big loaded question that I'm sure you get asked uh, so often, is how do, how, do, how do those two magic words, climate change figure into the lexicon in which you live is this what we are experiencing is or is it just weather because weather and climate are two separate things are we are we experiencing different in climate or are, or is it just
5: weather I, it's both and the question is how much of one versus the other we are too quick when we experience what we think is unusual weather, just say it's climate change. We like to oversimplify things as if we never had crazy weather before. Right. Uh, we've always had crazy weather. The, you know I, I love the analogy that Chris Scott, my manager, um, uses at the Weather Network, where you've got this range of weather that can happen. When you have a warmer globe, you shift the goalpost you know, when we had a milder December, people say, oh, this is the new normal. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, you can still get, we had a colder than normal December. Last year, December 2017 was very cold. Um, they're getting severe cold in the West. What you do is you shift things so that a severely cold winter is a little bit less likely, but still can happen. And a milder winter is a little bit more likely. What I do to push back against though, is that Every extreme storm is cited as proof of climate change. But a warmer globe and most of the warming's at the pole, that reduces the temperature gradient between the equator and the pole, and that temperature gradient's what drives active weather. So a warmer climate doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be more extreme and everything's bigger and more severe. Mm Yeah, I think we're too quick to oversimplify things. That doesn't mean the climate isn't warming and the globe isn't warming and we shouldn't take action. But I think we are too quick to attribute everything to climate change.
0: Right.
5: You know, centuries ago, we still had crazy weather. That's not new. Our memories aren't necessarily great. We we think we remember how things were yeah decades ago but we've always had crazy weather
0: that's the that's the thing too i i think that's that really you nailed it with the fact that it's it's not really the weather that's the problem it's our memories <laughs> that are the problem because when you look at when you look at the stats you know there's there's a range hither hither and yon and uh and i think that's a great explanation of it uh any patterns right now you're looking at that have your attention that are going on uh, out there,
5: in terms of uh, any country?
0: any storms or whatever uh, across this uh, great continent of ours that you're focused on right now, are having a look at.
5: Well, I mean, the south coast of BC, Vancouver, and Victoria, had their warmest December on record, and you know where everyone's talking about El Nino being the reason. Uh, and yet now, Vancouver Victoria are getting pummeled with winter weather, yeah. major winter storm, yeah. um, really more typical of La Niña. We had the record-breaking cold, minus 50s in Alberta. Thankfully, while we're colder than we've been, uh, we're not getting that severely cold. But yes, yeah, then milder Pacific air floods across the country again next week. So if you're not a fan of the cold, hang in there. But if you do like winter weather, you know, I, I think you will like February.
0: Well, it's kind of—it's—it's it's kind of like they say, whether well, there's like a bus, just wait twenty minutes, and there'll be another one coming by. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> exactly right. uh, like uh, like I said, you've 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 done good so far, Doug. You've pretty much nailed it uh, so far uh, in the winter forecast, and uh, we appreciate you being here. And uh, you you guys you guys have an interesting you guys have an interesting job. Kevin, did you have something you wanted to? No? You're done? Okay. Uh, Doug Gillum is manager of uh, Forecast Center at uh, the Weather Network. Uh, nice to get reacquainted with you, Doug, and um, keep up the good work.
5: Thank you. Likewise. Have
0: a day. Take care, man. All right, there you go. So, weather is the weather is the weather. What's it like? Just have a look outside. <laughs>
1: I remember when we had uh, Scott Sutherland on there, just um, maybe late November, and yeah. he was looking ahead, and he told us exactly what Doug just told us. And yeah. listen, you're going to have some mild weather through December, which is exactly what we experienced, and then a topsy-turvy January followed by kind of a regular winter, and that's exactly what we've got.
0: And to be to be clear, Scott gets his information from Doug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love his breakdown too of uh, of climate change yeah. and where we are. It's it's. Nice once in a while to, to talk to an expert, you know, because like he says, everybody's so very quick to jump to conclusions as soon as there's something that's a bit of an outlier weather-wise.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we always we always say climate change, um, and then and then someone will obviously say, well, wait a minute. I remember it was like minus 23 degrees 40 years ago. We weren't talking about climate change then. So to go to, to, go to Doug's point, uh, you're always going to have wacky weather. Uh, whether whether you put too much stock in it or not is entirely up to you and the scientists. Now, um, Lee, we have yes. something
1: coming up here that is the perfect blend of warm and cold. Oh, is it coming? It is coming. It the is hot the hot cookie. The hot with cookie with the cold ice cream. We'll oh. get to that. Um, we got these two stories. I think we got to do this um, this cliffhanger story, the literal cliffhanger story in Saint Catharines and. I mean, it, it,
0: well, it's a building hanger,
1: isn't it? It should be noted that somebody's seriously injured at the end of it and probably dealing with a stressful life and probably mental health issues. Um, but I had no idea that this type of stuff was going on in, uh, in our neighborhood.
0: So here is, uh, here is the story SIU, which is the Special Investigations Unit uh, of the Ontario Provincial Police, has concluded recently their investigation into a man's four-story fall that happened in uh, St. Catharines. So it was January the 10th of this year that the report was finally released. Uh, They found no criminal offense from a regional police officer in connection with the fractures and brain injuries suffered by a 33-year-old man in a fall from a four-story building that happened last September. On September the 12th of 2023, in St. Catharines. So on the 12th, officers were called to this, you may remember this, called to an apartment for a disturbance involving a, a fellow. The man was angry and agitated, uh, but he was also hanging from the edge of a roof, threatening to jump, or I guess in this case, let go. But. Um, the officers negotiated to try to get him to safety the mobile crisis rapid response team of which I did not know we had one But I'm assuming we do uh, the mobile crisis rapid response team uh, was called and Obviously attempted to assist this man. He lost his grip from the building Which you might expect was inevitable and then fell to the pavement below Suffering multiple fractures and a brain injury in the fall, poor man. Uh, Director Martino found the subject official uh, comported himself with due care and regard for the man's health and safety. Regrettably, while the officer was not able to prevent the man from falling, it was not part. It was not from any want of trying on his part. In other words. They've got this response team. A guy is threatening suicide. Be him hanging from the building or standing on a ledge or whatever, here's here's a, a human being that is threatening to harm himself by dropping from a building. So they call the experts in to attempt to negotiate a satisfactory ending to this story. And well, that's not exactly how it happened because the man sustained serious injuries. So anytime that there is an incident or an event involving a police officer, it automatically is referred to the special investigations unit. It's just an automatically, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a knee-jerk reaction. It just it's part of the process. It's the law, and that's how it is. And they finally, just now, four months after the fact, released the report saying the officer uh, did nothing wrong. He did everything that he possibly could to have prevented injury. Uh, and Kevin, I can't. I can't imagine I'm sure I'm sure the officer was given some sort of an indication that you know it was uh, you know it was a righteous kind of thing he did everything he could et cetera. but it's not until the final it's not until the penny drops at the end of it that they're completely off the hook that that'd be a little bit stressful to live with as a law enforcement officer to say
1: I got to wait four months until my name is cleared on this. Even imagine getting the call in the first place. Okay, I'm responding. There's a male in distress. Okay, what? He's on the roof of the building. Yeah. No, no, he's hanging. And then perhaps. to get there, I mean, it's it's straight out of a movie, right? I mean, it how is. often how often does this scene play out in a suspenseful movie or a thriller, right? All the time, dangling by your fingertips off the edge of the building. But and folks, there yeah. it's out of Hollywood, I honestly and there didn't are comedy movie happened.
0: treatments of stuff like that too. I mean, it's, I, it's, I didn't think
1: it happened. So right here at St. Catharines, a four story building, a guy's yeah. hanging off the edge.
0: Yeah,
1: that's um. Boy, oh, boy, you know, and Angry,
0: it's... angry, and agitated. All right. The agitated part I can understand because if I was hanging from a four-story building, um, I'd be pretty agitated for one reason or another. I don't know about the angry part. Who knows what... And obviously there was some mental health issues involved, as you mentioned before. But um, the things that our, our officers are... Law enforcement people have to deal with on a daily basis, so we never have any any concept of.
1: Well, here's another one, Lee, where I guess these are fire investigators, or at least charges were made in an attempted arson, and it's a bit of a bizarre story that goes back to last year as well.
0: Now this, this, I'm sorry. Uh, in my little twisted world of humor, I have to giggle a little bit about this because nobody was hurt. I wouldn't giggle about anything. November 23rd, and again, and again, we're talking about something that goes way back because we're just hearing an update about this now. So, it's not just because it's old news for old news sake. On the 23rd of November last year, five o'clock in the morning, officers respond to a residential break-in alarm uh, notification at a home on the Niagara Parkway near Marshall Road. Officers arrive, they find a door has been smashed open and some sort of an accelerant has been poured on the floor inside. Now, here's where it gets kind of... uh, The suspect in question obviously was not successful in using the accelerant to start a fire and ran away. Detectives were assigned to the investigation. And the photos of the suspect were obtained, the suspect is a male wearing a hoodie with a bandana covering his face. Damage to the home estimated at $5,000. Probably just to refinish the floor. Um, so, so, Kevin.
4: <laughs> so I don't even know so where to
1: begin with this.
0: I don't. It's it, it, like, falls into that category of, listen, you got one job. <laughs> you, you got one job. You go in the house, you throw this gunk on the floor and you burn it down. You got like one job. How do you like it can't have been much of an accelerant. Maybe it was a decelerant if there is is such a such a thing. Now, what what we don't know in this story is what I would like to know. Uh, What what is the relationship between the suspect, the fellow that couldn't start the fire, that broke into the house, or was led into... The guy that got into the house and spread the accelerant and tried to start the fire and screwed it up and ran away. What is the relationship between this guy and the people that own the property? I don't know. We're not told what that relationship is. But it's still, in my mind, for whatever reason, even if he gave himself the job, even if it was his own idea, even if it was his own idea, it's like, you've got one job. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mel, I think. Look, look at... Whoa, I almost tipped it.
1: Oh, that's hot! Oh, yeah, she didn't hot. warn me. That was hot. I told you they, they cook it right in the pan. Fresh. Holy cow! I got burns in my. Well, here I'm gonna try to get the. Jeez, what am I pressing here? How do I do this?
0: There it is. Yeah, here. No, I'm gonna come over there, Lee. You're gonna come over here? Oh yeah, I'm gonna come over there and give everybody a look at this. Thing. Okay, well we got two spoons.
1: All right. Well, are you gonna are you gonna dig in here? I'll just. Oh uh, well, yeah. Give me a second here. Well,
0: you got a spoon too here. This is called the. This is called the hot
1: cookie. Yeah, uh, it's a hot cookie, so here we
0: go. These these are the these are the perks of the job. Let me tell you. I feel like Graham Kerr and the uh, Galloping Gourmet years ago.
3: Oh, that's good.
4: Okay, so we got a cookie. It's
0: like a peanut butter cookie,
1: and it's it's delicious. It's
0: it's, it's the still cookie hot. the cookie yeah the cookie is like a peanut butter.
1: I had a chocolate chip. Mmm. And the thing is, is that a lot of times, I think, if you go to restaurants, they'll pull something out of the freezer. Yeah. this is, that cookie is baked fresh. And like you said, that pan is still hot.
0: So then we got, then then we got beautiful vanilla ice cream with what looks like a, uh, like a butterscotch sort of swirl. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, I gotta have some. Today. You gotta
2: have
0: some. Oh, oh that's oh, good. Oh my God, it's <laughs> that's good. Look at that. But, good that but note to self, do not touch, do not touch the iron pan.
1: Oh my God. Now, leads me to think, I think this is Niagara's best dessert. I have not had but, a better dessert.
0: You know what? This looks great on camera. You know what really bugs me, though, is when people post pictures of their food on Facebook? Mm-hmm. It, it usually doesn't look good, but this looks great. Oh my <laughs> Okay. Oh my people God. didn't tune in just to watch us eat, though. So. Oh,
1: so good.
0: Mmm. Okay.
1: Well, you can't possibly go on, right? It's too good. Well, go ahead. What? Oh. I'd
4: burn my finger. Don't touch the pan. Well,
0: no. That is is absolutely proof positive that they cook it Mm. fresh. Because I just, I could now go out and commit a crime because I just burned my fingerprints off. (laughs) I have no more, I have no fingerprints left. Oh, that's good. Okay. (laughs) All right. That is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, you got one job. (laughs) And I I, I feel, I'm I'm sorry for the people that own the house, unless it was the people that own the house that tried to burn it down. I don't know. Who knows?
1: Now, Lee, did you get to the point where the guy's sitting there and, you know, patting his pant pockets for a lighter? Like, (laughs) crap. And he he couldn't find something to start a fire with in the house?
0: But again, says, I put... They put an accelerant. Well, what kind of an accelerant could it possibly have been? Because, I mean, even if it's just gasoline... I don't know. There are just, just too many stupid questions about somebody that just had no idea what they're doing. You got one job.
4: <laughs>
0: Go burn the house down, 5 a.m. How hard can it be? Here's the can, here's the stuff, here's the match. Like.
1: That's the problem. No match. <laughs> okay, I got uh getaway car. Check. Address. Check. <laughs> Battering ram to break down the door. Check. Oh, yeah. No fire. Yeah, jerry can of gasoline. Yeah, check. All right, thumb. I'm good to go. Burnt I my like, thumb. feel like I'm forgetting something. I feel like I'm forgetting something. <laughs> what have I forgot? Oh, yeah, the fire part. Damn. And like I said, you mean to tell me you couldn't search the house and find... A lighter, like okay, I don't know, there, the just barbecue. There's one there. Go in the garage.
0: This, 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 this was a faux pas on so many, on so many, different levels. If
1: you want something done right, just do it yourself, right? That's I what do, they say.
0: I do want to, I do want to take uh, another moment out before I, uh, before I run out of time, to uh, thank Equal Wellness Services for being a brand new sponsor on the program, and I want to just read through. Uh, a little bit more in uh, detail. What? The, first of all, this business started with uh, our friend Audrey, uh, who is a foot nurse. I mean, she is an expert in foot care, and she's expanded her business now to include so many great, great things. And of course, still is uh, an incredible place to get your feet looked after. Be uh, and including diabetic you, you can and eat that, sir? no, take it with oh, you. Oh, no,
1: continue it equal, yeah.
0: diabetic and non-diabetic foot care. As a matter of fact, their email is info at clinicalfootservices.ca. That is where, that's the genesis of the business. But Equal Wellness Services has become the expanded version of this place. And they're located at 365 Vine Street in St. Catharines which is on Vine Street in a strip mall between uh, Scott and uh, Carlton Street. Is that all right, Kevin? You enjoying that?
1: I'm going to be back home there in (laughs) a second.
0: And uh, they don't have any signage of yet, but it's in uh, where the laundromat was in that that spot. Now, what's kind of cool is this is something that is fairly new in Niagara. They have this new machine and it's part of their offerings now called a scope. Now this Seascope uh, is a skin assessment piece of machinery. It's a high definition camera that takes, and I'm reading this so I don't get it wrong, it takes five subdurable photos of a skin issue like a mole for example. These photos are uploaded to a secure server where an Ontario dermatologist reads them and emails the results to you, the client, within three days. You don't have to wait for months. This is a private service, but a physician referral is required for this, much like a vitamin D blood test, et cetera, that kind of thing requires a a referral. Uh, But the cost covered by the person, quick, easy, and painless, uh, waiting to see a dermatologist now, is a thing of the past. And that's all here in St. Catharines at 365 Vine. And there's a phone number right in front of you that you can see, 905 398 3668. And again, the email is info at clinicalfootservices.ca. But this expands this, this other issue, expands it beyond foot care into another whole realm. But uh, thank you, for uh, Audrey, for joining uh, our team of sponsors here on the program, which include, of course, Gales Gaspar's, our premier sponsor fueling this program as uh, well as Verge Insurance Group and uh, Ace Alignment. Thank you for being here and it's uh, and obviously thank you to Fiddler's uh, Poor House, <laughs> especially now. I'm having my dessert first and then I'm going to have my lunch when I'm uh, finished here. How so. are you not
1: digging in? I mean that's right under your nose. Because.
0: My mom said, "Don't talk with your mouth full." So I had a nice little taste. I'll get I'll get to it in, uh, in a minute. Uh, the Bay Beach Club is going to play us off the scene on the program today. They're going to do a, a video shot entirely in Niagara on the Lake called "A Place of Our Own," and uh, there's a place of our own here in downtown St. Catharines where we are, and uh, folks in Fort Erie and other southern here regions of Niagara are are dealing, uh, like Ridgeway, Crystal Beach, uh, that are dealing with a whole lot more snow than that. And storms and wind and still lake effect uh, from that that pesky Lake Erie, sometimes it can cause us all kinds of problems. And we're still looking, speaking of causing us all kinds of problems, that rollover was sort of our headline story today, Uh, that truck that uh, rolled over because of uh, a mental midget in a mercedes uh, driving like he's on a racetrack somewhere instead of a highway with other people um, cut off one vehicle that vehicle banged into or cut off uh, it interacted with this tractor trailer tanker truck it went off the road turned over and spilled uh, toxic liquid all over the place and uh, it was days, days of cleanup that, uh, that ensued from that. And something uh, we mentioned before, as, uh, and Carrie Schmidt from the OPP, who was telling everybody what was going on, had mentioned the catchment basins between that south service road and Lake Ontario, which is not very far away. And it did not dawn on me at the time that we were uh, not just talking about cleanup up on a road, we were talking about an environmental impact on the soil, not to mention what could leach into Lake Ontario, which is not far away from where that took place. Just the, 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 um, the amount of potential damage that was done in that situation because of somebody not driving like they're on a highway, they're just completely driving irresponsibly. And that's really not just speed. Speed is an issue in inclement weather, but it's not just it's not just speed. It's just driving like an idiot. And that's another thing though that Kevin always amazes me. How long do you have to live in in Canada, in Niagara, in anywhere that has winter before you realize that you have to change how you drive a little bit when it's snowy and blowy and windy and go to Niagara 411. Uh, Nick, uh, thanks for your service, by the way, these busy times for you. I know because of all this weather stuff. All the accidents, littered, people just littered uh, with, with accidents, you know, okay, but Shouldn't you know how to drive in the snow by now? Shouldn't you know? By now, maybe? All right, Uh, listen, we have, uh, we're gonna go now? All right. I wanna thank uh, uh, Alexa Vasco, professional women's hockey player in the uh, PWHL with Toronto, um, St. Catharines native. Fabulous to have you here. Congratulations on this, this watershed season for professional women's sports. I think it's just phenomenal. So thank uh, thank you, Alexa, for being here. Doug Gillen from the Weather Network, uh, manager of the Forecast Centre. Thanks for being here to talk weather. And uh, Kevin, as always, uh, thank you for sharing my dessert with me. (laughs) Great. Uh, You had a pretty good hockey night. You you scored a hat-trick last night. Yeah, I
1: did. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Lee. (laughs) Including the game-winning goal with about a minute left. And uh, we celebrated with some nice uh, frothy beverages right here at Fiddler's Poor House. Mm. And I think I'm gonna go do the same after, who do we got to play us off today?
0: The Bay Beach Club is going to entertain us with with a video shot in Niagara-on-the-Lake called A Place of Our Own. So you have fun. Um, I'm gonna eat my uh, hot cookie, all right? See ya.
1: I pulled the plug the TV turned off. Okay. What, what plug did you pull? The TV plug? No. The, no, yeah. TV's on. No, it just turned back on. Oh, okay. I pulled this plug and that
2: turned
0: off. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't do it. It was, it was no. coincidental. Oh, okay. It was just the timing was coincidental. I was <laughs>
4: like, whoa.
0: <laughs> oh, that reminds me of a story. I'll, I'll keep it short because it, it could be a long story. But we had the family on the west coast of California. We were doing a trip from L.A. up to San Francisco. Okay. And we stopped off uh, at St. Simeon where the Hearst Castle is. Hey, I have to hurt a big guy. Okay. Well, it's right on the coast. And there's this one hotel, motel hotel type okay. thing that we rent. There's only one in the entire area. So we go in there. My son hits the remote for the TV. All the lights go out.
4: <laughs>
0: so we're saying, Stephen, what? He's like, I don't know, eight years old. What did you do? (laughs) Dad, I just, I just, I just turned the TV up. So we're blaming him for this power failure. I go down to the front office of the hotel motel and everybody's lined up like all kinds of people all over the place. The the entire Western United States power grid went down. (laughs) Had nothing to do with him hitting the button for the remote. It just happened at the same time. (laughs) So to this day, we accuse him of uh, destroying the (laughs) Western U.S. power grid.
4: We drove and we we checked out because we couldn't do anything.